But finally, you know what's going to make you a success? And it's advice my grandfather gave me. I remember I got the job with India Today and I went to their house. He was he was a decorated uh, soldier. He was, you know, Lieutenant General Aurora of the Bangladesh War. He was a member of the parliament at that time. So I went to his house and I said, oh, I've got this job with India Today. And my grandmother immediately went to feed me something. And he sat me down and he told me, he said, from here on, your life is different now. I said, why? I'm just an intern. He says, your life will be conducted by different rules of integrity and live it that way if you want to be successful or you want to be happy with yourself. And that's why I said, listen, because if you listen to yourself, that's where you'll find your success. For me, my key thing is integrity. I have had to have been honest and I've had to hear, what am I saying? What am I putting out? How am I living my life? Listen to yourself and integrity. You won't be able to sleep at night if you're not honest with yourself. Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host, Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high-achieving 9-to-5-er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Welcome to the Success with Savita podcast and joining me today is Nonita Kaldra, who is someone I am truly inspired by, someone I deeply admire and respect and I am so grateful that she is so generous with her time, with her advice and you must listen to this conversation for so many takeaways and aha moments that I had when I was chatting with her. But before we get started, I'd like to share a little bit about Nonita's work. Nonita Kaldra has three decades of media experience in print and television. From 2016 till 2020, she was the editor of Harper's Bazaar India. Prior to that, from 2000 to 2012, she was the editor-in-chief of L India, where she spent nearly 13 years at the helm. She has been an influencer in fashion, beauty and lifestyle. Her ideas and her initiatives have shaped careers and launched trends. Nonita's consultancies have included a special beauty project with Godrich Consumer Products Limited, working on building a new brand. In 2015, she consulted with the Fashion Design Council of India for two fashion weeks. She has also written columns for the Indian Express, the Economic Times, the Daily O website and Forbes Life magazine. Her work has also appeared in Man's World, Vogue and Grazia as well. She's currently Editor-in-Chief at Tata Click. Join me in our conversation. Hi, Nonita. Thank you so much for being here today. Welcome to the podcast. And um, I have to say something before we get started. When I was thinking about asking you questions today, I was like, I'm going to ask someone who's done this, like, you know, I'm going to interview someone who has done this for like 20 years, if not longer, right? Uh, so thank you for making the time. Uh, I understand this is, we are all going through um a very different, unusual phase in our lives in this world. And I so appreciate you making the time today. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And you know what? If we didn't use this time to make connections with each other virtually, I think we would die for the lack of human company. Yeah. And I 
what has been the positive thing about the pandemic is the way we've been able to forge connections. It's a simple email, a DM on Instagram, and we've been able to connect with people we would have never wanted to speak to earlier or thought we could never speak to. So yeah. thank you for having me. I love podcasts. I love the whole, you know, the oral only sort of format and um, how extraordinary are you? So it's such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we'll get started because I actually spent some time researching your story and I've been reading up interviews that other people did of you, but I'd like to hear from you about your inspiring journey, right? Your career journey and where you are today. Uh, can you walk us through your journey so far? You know, when you start your journey, there's nothing inspiring about it. And I think I was talking to another friend today and I said, you just put one step ahead of the other and you just keep going. You never give up. Mm -hmm. um, my life started with disappointment. I'd wanted to go abroad to study and do international relations. I'd been to UNESCO and it's unfinished building made me like many young people. I wanted to work for UNESCO and end world hunger. So, you know, I dreamt really big, but I couldn't go abroad. It was many reasons. Um, and I was just sitting at home, quite angry with the world. You know how young people can be. We feel the world owes us a future. And I saw an ad for a job at India Today and I applied only because I used to read India Today from the time I was really young, Time Magazine and India Today. Um, frankly, Savita, I have only one talent I could read. I was, you know, one of those surly children who had no talents, I couldn't dance or sing or look pretty. I just read books. So. I, I applied for this job, I got it, and I couldn't believe someone would pay me, very little money, but pay me to work with words. Mm -hmm. And to work with words in the sort of way that you fine tune them. You know, there's an uppercase A, there's a middle A, you, where does the comma go, the colon, where does the space go? That was something I loved. I saw words as visuals and I, I could work with that. In fact, for two months, they put me in a room with just the chief copy, the, the, the proofreader. I used to proofread in ink. It was the most beautiful thing. So clearly I was some sort of nerdy child. Mm -hmm. um, but I got into India today and it started this love affair and I forgot everything about anything else I wanted to do. Um, the other thing that happened to me is I came to Bombay and fell in love with the city. So that was my second love affair. And when you're young and you're foolish and you have no fears, I thought I should marry both love affairs. So I said, I'm going to move to Bombay and I'm going to work in Bombay. I also didn't want to live with my parents, you know. Women are weird and feisty. We want to forge our own futures. We have no idea of how dangerous the world can be. So I went to Bombay. I sat outside newspaper offices. I went with nothing. I sat outside the Indian Express office, the Independent, that time was the Times of India publication. I went and sat outside four offices and said, I want to meet the editor. I didn't know anything. You had no access to internet. Nobody met me except the Independent editor. And they said, when can, okay, you've got the job, worst job interview. Um, but it was for a business journalist. He said, you got the job. I said, see you in three weeks. I packed up my whole life and came. Mm. I don't know, you know, I'm so proud of Foolish Me. I'm so proud of that fearless girl because I came and I did this job and I was in business journalism and I learned it was ad marketing. I was a history student. I just learned how to navigate survival. And Savita, I think we all don't learn that enough. And the real life teaches you that. I mean, I learned how to get, I used to, you know, I moved from there to business world, to television. I figured, I used to do all the CEOs. I used to interview the business heads. I figured you've got to, and it's lesson number one. 
be nice to the people who work for them because their ears will get you the interview. So I had the ears name, their phone number. I knew everything about them. I would go 10 minutes early and chat with them. Um, it really helped me. But lesson one was be nice to people around you. You'll get the job done. Yeah. I also had fabulous mentors. You know, Shekhar Gupta was my first editor at India Today and I'd stopped working. I couldn't do business journalism anymore. I found I was covering the stock market. I was not qualified. So I quit. My my ethics wouldn't let me do it. Shekhar called me out of the blue and said, what are you doing? And I said, nothing. And he said, come and be the features editor of Newsline, of The Express. I was like, huh? He said, just come and do it. And we started a page a day. We started the society pages, film pages, art pages. Oh, my God. We worked from nine in the morning to nine at night. Magic. When I got the job at L, I actually said, no way. I'm uh, My biggest fault is I'm loyal. Loyal to my hairdresser, loyal to my bosses. I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not leaving Shaker. And you know what he did? He flew down from Delhi to Bombay, took me for lunch to the Oberoi. And you have to remember, I'm talking about back in the old days, even now lunch to the Oberoi is a big deal, right? He told me, you have to take this job. No one gives you editor of an international magazine at 31. Go and make me proud. And I cried. I said, you're asking me to leave you. He was like, go and make me proud. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, the second lesson I learned, how to be a good mentor. Yeah. Put someone else's career above yours. Step away. See what's good for them. Give them the advice. And I live by this. Shaker told me, go and make me proud. Every decision is lens through. Will he be proud of me or will I disappoint him? somebody places that kind of faith in you. Yeah. And I told you I'm a loyal a loyalist. I stayed in L for 13 years. Okay. Yeah. 13 years. I mean, I don't know. You're a success coach. I don't know if you tell people to stay in a company that long, but I remember speaking with Hari Bharti at some, you know, one of my reviews. And I said, I'm bored. I want to leave. And he said, no, Nita, your job, you can grow your job the way you want. Your job is as big as you make it. Yeah. What an incredible lesson to learn. And that's when I said, okay, challenge yourself, make it bigger. Don't be limited by KRAs and what you see in front of you. What do you want to do? Mm. And it really empowered me. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, you know, bazaar happened. I left L, I tried a whole bunch of other things. My heart lies in magazines, women, communication, print. Um, I joined bazaar. We had four great years. The pandemic changed everything. I thought that was the end of my career. You know, I'm 52. You wonder, what is your relevance? You have to ask yourself this, Savita. You have to ask yourself this every day, every month when you put out a product. Um, and then I, I was very lucky to get the editor-in-chief at Tata Click Luxury in the e-commerce space with incredible big minds. You know, here's the other thing. You forget how smart everyone is. Yeah. And when Tata Click brings people together, and the Tatas bring people together, they bring integrity and ethics, but they also bring big brains. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I have like I have so many things going. I'm so sorry, as a storyteller, I quickly you asked me a question. I followed the brief. Look at me. No. So my first question is, um, how do you manage to stay so humble, right? Uh, maintain that humility, and I ask you very seriously because. A lot of people, and it may have happened to me in the past as well, right? You reach a certain level and you feel like, okay, you know, I've done this. So, uh, you know, my work has value. I've created impact. How do you manage to say, stay so real and say, stay, I know you're asking relatable, am I relatable? But what, what is like, 
do you consciously think it or it's just something that's in your nature so i don't know for the first the first thing i did is i knew that the position had the prestige not me okay. whoever was editor in chief of l would have the same power mm. so i'll be honest with you i never gave my home address to anyone i said send it to the office it belongs to the editor in chief of l and this is the office address right now with couriers and stuff that changed a little bit but was not my first choice secondly when you work with really smart people every day they show you a little bit of how much you don't know so you have to be lying to yourself if you're arrogant or you think you're better than somebody because every day there's a smarter younger person who my own team they would let me know every day i mean how much i didn't know not in a mean way but you know what i'd look at their smarts and i'd look at the way they navigate things and the ideas they come up with and i if you know you're nothing without your team my yeah. god you stay real because your team's always joking and i mean they're just I look at the young people around me and I'm blown away. I I can't be smarter than them. I can only work harder than them. Okay, so here's the answer. It's all you, you know. It's it's something that you innately carry. So that's in your nature. But you know, we've all been watching Bold Type, we watched Devil Wears Prada. So literally the journey that you've had like in in this fashion magazine, uh at least for L and Bazaar and I'm speaking about is is what people dream about. So what have been the best parts of the job? Is it all real like what we see is it just so it's nothing it's nothing like devil wears prada okay i i used to joke that if i came and threw my coat at you all would throw it back at me we yeah. were very democratic all right i'm told the bold type is a lot like the l office used to be i don't have the guts to watch it because i will cry i will ugly cry i will miss my team right um there's so many high points but i could tell you some of them are watching the young kids that came to you become editors and become their own people and then they become your peers and you sit across the table with them and have the same position and you go wow yeah. right they're not my legacy but wow that is an achievement you know to watch young people come up that's a high point for me um we did the breast cancer fundraiser and i saw it making a difference to people and my favorite story is telling the story of this woman who we shot she just finished chemo and she insisted on keeping her dupatta on i didn't like the images i sent the team back and i said get her better clothes get her a wig i saw the pictures she didn't know me at all but i was sitting at a restaurant in bombay that evening and she walked in wearing the same clothes same makeup and same wig and she was happy she had stepped out of the house apparently she hadn't stepped out she had told the team she didn't know but i saw that moment and i saw the impact and as an editor you need one little story to make everything you do worth it right that's all i mean the ability you dream of touching people's lives yeah. you have the privilege of going into their homes every month yeah but impact like that that for me that was the clear high point but we also used to do these fun series called women you know of my wonderful life because i believe young women in cities have a wonderful life and we do these lunches and you know partnerships came up i saw people having lunch two people who didn't know each other who started a business together um at bazaar just empowering the young team to follow their passion somebody loved books so i said let's create reading lists and you know watching young people blossom okay wow what a gift yeah yeah i i see that that is literally i mean in any job those are the things that you want to take away as the best parts of you know having created that value and impact 
So what's the not, the one, the stuff that we don't see? No one else. It's really hard work. It's really hard work, right? I mean, we tape shoes, we make pages, we do the production. It's nitty gritty, unglamorous work. Tragically, that's my favorite part of the job. Okay. It leaves me alone with my computer to edit, copy, and to read pages with a pencil and say, where does this, you know, comma go? That's my idea of heaven. I can just sit all day and do it. So that's, unfortunately for me, that's the thing I love the most. The saddest part of the magazine business, though, has been watching its decline. Yeah. When we first started at L, I could say no to an advertiser. I would say, you're lucky I let you be in my pages because you look good next to my brilliant copy and the brilliant stories I do. You get a shine of luxury, whether you're luxury or not. And now everything's bought and sold. Yeah. Right? And I will, I will be honest with you, at L, I had great discomfort with it. When I came back to Bazaar, I said, let me try it. I'm a great person for acknowledging, maybe the world has changed, maybe editors need to be quasi-business people, maybe I need to, and I said, who better than me to walk that fine line? Because I'm very scrappy with people when they try and ask me to sell my ethics. I'm really mean, okay? Oh. I said, but I have a strong point of view, let me try and find a balance, I'm sure. And I said, I did this thinking, if I can help the magazine world survive, it's my duty. Mm. But it's tragically bought and sold. There's nothing left of genuine, joyous content. Mm. And it breaks my heart. But you know what? I don't think it's forever. I think there will be a need for content and magazines. It will maybe a different format. Maybe luxury will be magazines again. One thing I tell you, I never predict the future. We have no right to. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show. That's a great way to look at it, especially as you and me are talking right now and we're seeing that nothing is like what we thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. in February, we thought India was the only country in the world that had beaten COVID. And we were all out and about, right? Yeah. But yeah, so what do you think, uh, I mean, it's a good segue, what do you think the landscape will look like? I'm talking just for fashion magazine, because I'm the person who loves that magazine. Get me on a flight, I need my books, right? I mean, I need my other books, but I also li would like to flip through a magazine. The joy, as much as you have the digital version, the joy of flipping through, staring at it for hours or whatever, that is, it's different. Uh, what do you think, I know it's hard to predict, what do you think is going to be the landscape going forward for fashion magazines? They will come back. Hmm. They have to be smart. Okay. And I like the way that Vogue and Condé Nast is approaching it. They've merged editors, they've merged resources, they're talking to each other more. They're talking about, you know, they did that whole issue on hope. They're examining their old covers. They're not being tone deaf, right? Mm -hmm. They did that cover on love that was really beautiful. Then, I mean, they did Anushka Pregnant, which is a very Vogue cover, but they did that cover on love with this young couple, you know, of alternate sexuality who are in love. Vogue Italia did covers of children's scribbles. They did the white issue. Vogue has been doing incredible work because they're talking to each other. They've turned the lens on themselves. They're going, all right, we were the Bible. Yeah. We don't need to be tone deaf anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the other magazines are still putting celebrity on the cover and still following the same format. And I'm surprised celebrities are saying, yes, celebrities should say, no, we are not relevant in this format. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a shame that magazines aren't learning it, but I'm surprised even at celebrities. Yeah. 
So I think magazines will come, they will, they, they, they will change. I think that a lot of future lies in the e-commerce space because everyone has now realized the importance of content to drive sales. Yeah. And Data Click Luxury, we believe an educated customer is a smart customer and we don't need them to buy it from us. Yeah. We want them to come to us to be educated. Okay. And I've been given a brief that you don't have to just write about the brands we have, please educate the customer. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's really smart. And these companies have money and they're excited about it. And I'm suddenly seeing them love content more than media houses love content. Yeah. How interesting is this? I know, I know. I believe in one, we live in wonderful times, weird and wonderful times. Yeah. And I think the fact that you're able to make that, you know, we use the word pivot a lot last year so much. So everyone was fed up with the word, but this is really what we are saying when you're saying be agile, like move forward and see what else can be done from those formats. So actually I think, uh, thank you for sharing that so boldly saying this is what we need to we shouldn't be torn deaf uh, i appreciate your honesty on that but the next question for you is what are some let's say i this is my dream like i want to work in media which is a dream for a lot of people a lot of kids come out of and they're learning about this in their grad degrees uh, they come out what are some specific skills and strategies that people need to know to work in media actually let me change the word media to work in content Okay, it's very easy. First, read. Yeah. And read in the old-fashioned way. Read books. Yeah. Read magazines on your subject. Mm -hmm. Don't hit Google. Google is not research. Not the first page of Google. Read, read, read. The only way to be to write is to have read a lot. Yeah. To be well informed is not through someone's Instagram handle. It's through reading a lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, read. Words are your craft. Would you not? Practice the piano for hours if that's your craft. If you wanted to be good at it, would you not run for hours if you wanted to run the marathon? Read. Um, that's one critical thing. Secondly, um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to be content, then learn to write. Choose your favorite writers. Choose your subject. Write. Keep practicing. Find a mentor. Find a mentor who will brutally tell you, shut up. That was junk. Yeah. Rewrite it. Go back and redo it. Don't burst into tears. I remember telling two young people who I actually cut their internship short because they were just being obnoxious. They didn't want to do the work. They didn't want to do the research. I said, go home. And they came to me and they said, that's really unfair. And I said, um, I'm not your mother. I'm your boss. You're here to work. I'm not here to hold your hand. So they rolled their eyes at me and gave me attitude. I said, again, I'm not your mother. Exit. And you know what? I'm not cruel but you push me, I'm not here to baby you. So, but if, you, if you're excited to learn and you make the effort and you say, can I come to you? Can I show you my work? Can we meet again? Can you talk to me? But I take, and I, I interact with so many young people. I do so many conversations because I'm like, yes, you want to listen to me. You have all the time in the world. You feel I can help you. You have double the time. So find a mentor who's honest. Mm -hmm. um, figure out what you want to do. And I think the smart thing to do now is to really have a sharp focus. You want to be an influencer, create your blog, create your Instagram handle, work on a website, but then get that job. Learn the craft, learn how to work as a team, do your thing simultaneously. But if you don't work as a team, you'll never understand that content is about joining the dots and communicating with people. Yeah. As simple as that, right? It, basically, there's no substitute for hard work and research. 
Not even now. Not even if you're working from home in your bed, in your pajamas, in your yeah, absolutely. Your fashion things. I know that a lot of young people don't believe in it, but the people that succeed are the ones that have crazy hunger. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think I can relate it not just to content. But even, I mean, that's exactly what we talk about when we're telling people what it takes to build a business, right? Because it's it's consistency, it's grit. It's like just hanging in there when everything is going against you. Um, so, okay, I'm like working hard. I'm, uh, you know, practicing my writing. I'm getting mentorship. I'm, up, you know, up-leveling my skills. How can I get a foot in the door? Like, how does one find opportunities um, would you say it's like networking or just pitching yourself? What would you say are some tips? Pitching yourself, pitching yourself relentlessly, but not in the annoying, hey, hi. No, actually it's a job interview. Yeah. So a colleague of mine just told me a great story of how he got a job. He wrote to the CEO over and over and over again mm. and pinged him in various formats but sent a detailed note on how he could help the company. Okay. Right? Don't, and, and not in a way saying that the company is, not in a way that the company is in a bad place, but how they can enhance it. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the questions I would ask all young people is what do you not like about the magazine? But if you're really smart, that's actually a trap. Tell me what you can do for the magazine. Yeah. Because I actually don't want you to come and tell me how you think my team is not fabulous. I, let me tell you, I used to do the worst performance appraisals. I told everyone you're a star. I said, if you're working with me and you're contributing, everyone contributes differently. I would tell everyone, A plus. I said, I love you. You're stars. People who weren't good, they, they, they left. Yeah. You know how you can do that, right? They know that they're not useful. But pitch to an organization with the value add. Don't And then be persistent. Um, I have hired people for that reason only. A young woman came to my office at L and said, I will not leave till you give me a job. And I said, I don't have a place for you. She's like, I'm not going home. And I was like, oh my God, okay, stay. And she worked for three months without me paying her. Today, she's the editor of her own magazine. Wow. Okay. I've had a young, other young woman message me on Instagram and say, Miss Kara, you made a spelling mistake in your post. Um, and I know you wouldn't like that. And I said, hi, wh what you, where are you studying? She's like, Fashion Institute. And I said, do you want a job? I said, anyone who reaches out to me like this, mm -hmm. right? And so she worked with me for two years while she was graduating and then came back. Okay. And it's very successful today. Right. That's what you need. Yeah. Just, just taking the initiative, putting yourself out there, pitching yourself, being persistent, following up. Those are the things that... Pitching yourself in a business-like manner, not like, hey, ma'am, uh, uh, what, what do they say? Hey, hi, H-A-Y, I want to work with you, wanna? I'm like, no. Yeah. When you write a full sentence. Yeah. Or I'm stoked, you know, to work with you. I'm like, not English. No. If you're working in content and you're writing, write properly. Yeah. Be business-like. Yeah. Be, be professional about it and share an idea because no one has the time. I mean, you, you have enough on your plate, but you those are the things that stand out versus everybody else. Okay, amazing pieces of advice. My gosh, I could keep talking to you, but I'm going to jump into something which is more, uh, what does a day in your life look like? I mean, we're going to now get behind the scenes and no more. Uh, 
Gosh. Okay. So I'm a very cheerful insomniac. So I wake up very early. Okay. I'm up at four o'clock. When I was at Bazaar, I would work from four to six just so that I could get everything ready for the team as reminders and follow-ups. I work out every morning. Um, it's just, it's my meditation. I need to exercise every morning. Um, I work a little, get ready, go to work. That was when we used to go to work. Now I still wake up early. I work out. I put on my computer. We start work at 9.30. And then I just work all day. Okay. Wow. I'm extremely boring. So what do I do? I read. Mm -hmm. I work out. During the pandemic, I was very blessed. I was able to take up an old passion of mine. I went back and I did a little Kathak. Okay. That was really fabulous. Um, and then when I fig figure out my time zones, that's what I'll do. You know, I keep my life really simple. Mm. Um, and that's why I think I'm a very boring person. I'm always amazed by people who do a hundred things. I'm very focused. I like, I like to work. And I, I jokingly said to someone, what is work-life balance? For me, it's all work. My husband hates this about me, by the way. Um, I love to exercise and I, I do everything from Pilates to yoga to weights, you know. It, it's my time with the finessing of the little attention to my body, you know, so Pilates, yoga, it's the fine tuning of the yeah. muscle, connective tissue. Yeah. So as you can see, I'm, all, <clears throat> I'm about that in a strange way. Mm -hmm. I love work. It's Content is a 24-7 job, so you're always being stimulated. Mm -hmm. So then the thing I do to unwind is read. Okay. Um, I, I, I have friends. I see them. But I'm not a big social animal because we host a lot. Yeah. I try and stay connected with people, though. Mm -hmm. If somebody needs me, I, I want to be there. Okay. It's a very... It's a very I'm so consumed by work that I finesse the little things in my life. It makes me almost too focused. That's good. But that's good. I find I'm a bit weird. I'm, I'm so, I admire people who do many things. I just love this thing. I love work. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I like that you're sharing that and it's okay to do that, right? Because that's really what sets you apart. So maybe sometimes and it's good to have the all the other pieces but you have figured out what works for your life and uh, it's interesting to see behind the scenes because i'm not hearing like all the you know we imagine the grass is always greener and we're always imagining like okay this person must be having a fabulous uh, it's very easy with instagram life right um, i have a fabulous life i travel a lot on i traveled a lot on work i live between delhi bombay and london i think that's fabulous because you're the fact that I have the wherewithal to afford it is fabulous. I'm aware of the privilege. Living in London is fabulous. Yeah. My husband was my boyfriend for many years. We only got married three years ago. Okay. And we were living together. I mean, we were partners for 15 years before we got married. So I have the gift of that. I have a beautiful dog. I have beautiful homes. I just think that, no, I have a fabulous life. But, you know, we... Why do we want to make it appear different? I'm I'm confused about that. I mean, I, I you know I I think I have a fabulous life, but it's it's very yeah, full. I'm sure, and I like that. You know, we people tend to imagine that this should be what it is. But look, I mean, if you can travel today, that's like oh my god, right? I mean, I I would I love travel. So for me, that life is interesting as well. But I think sometimes we over like we think that it must be more glamorous. I'm not saying I do, but I'm saying in general, people like to think, oh, media houses, maybe movie shows, uh, TV shows are the ones which are kind of... Maybe 
No, I'll tell you, before the lockdown, my last trip was with Hermes to New York, and they had a beautiful party over four floors where they reconstructed sort of the universe. First, they, first, we had the University of Hermes at Governor's Island, and I heard Sir Johnny Ivey speak, and amazing people speak. And then we went to this party across four floors. Of course, it's a fabulous life, yeah. right? I mean, I've seen the, the Fendi show on the Great Wall of China. Yeah, okay. Of course, it's a fabulous life. My God, but those experiences are shared with the readers, right? And my excitement. I mean, I've seen a Formula One race. I love that. I am grateful for all the behind the scenes. I've seen an, uh, an Hermes bag being made. I've seen a Louis Vuitton bag being made. I've been in, you know, Mademoiselle Chanel's home. Okay. God, what a beautiful life. And I hope I've conveyed this in my passion for my work. Yeah. For my own life, I think that I feel it's really full. I have books, you know, if you like to read and you do, there's so many books you haven't read. There's so many yoga poses to learn and master and so much to create. Yeah, yeah. So um, when you wake up, like, would you say you are, like you have like a schedule, you're super organized or it's just that the routine is what grounds you, like that's, I'm super disorganized in my head, Savita. Here's the reason creative people need order on the outside. Mm. I daydream. Okay. I daydream and I look at the world and I think, what would that be like? And then I tell myself stories in my head. And so everything around me needs to be really tidy because my mind is racing and running. So I structure it. And I learned this over time. It's yeah. not something that comes to you easily. You have to figure it out. Even my house, my friends joke, it's like I've drawn chalk lines and everything is in its place. I said, I need not to see clutter because my mind is all over the place. But I would walk into the L office and my desk would explode. It would have things and stuff. And before I left, I tidied everything so that I would come in the morning and I would be able to do this all over again. And my mother used to joke about me as a young girl, I would do the same thing. I come and I explode everywhere, right? And so I'm currently working with a brilliant new team at Tata Click uh, Luxury. And I have to make an Excel sheet for the lineup and I color code it and columns have to be just so. And she's laughing. I said, you can only write it this way. I said, I can't see it. Words are visuals for me. So they need to be in a format that makes sense. Otherwise, my, my head is always dreaming of what next? Should we do this? You know, it, wow. you, you have to figure it out, but don't be hard on yourself if you don't figure it out. Keep trying it. The thing that's meant to be natural will fall on you when it's right. Absolutely. And don't fear trying different things. I, I love people that try a hundred things. Mm. You know, it's great. Thank you for sharing that major insight uh, into your life because that's something that's very interesting to me as well, right? And before I let you go, as we come towards, uh, as we close our uh, conversation today, what is your advice? And I know like you've already dropped so much advice in our conversation so far, but if like you had like one or two things that you'd like to say to the young people of today, because you are also working with them, you're mentoring so many of them. What is your advice to the millennial Gen Z people who want to build a career that they love? Today, it's all about not just, you know, getting into these roles that, 
you know, when I was growing up, my parents were like, you're either a doctor or an engineer or like, you know, a disgrace to your family, you know. So I love that. Engineer, doctor, disgrace. Choose yours. <laughs> choose yours, yeah. And so for people where, you know, young ones, 25-year-olds are like, I haven't found my purpose. I haven't found my passion. What's your advice to people who want to build those kind of careers? You know, it's a really weird one. And... I remember being very conflicted as a young person because I got into business journalism. I thought I wanted to be a political journalist. I wouldn't get a break in lifestyle journalism, which I really thought I wanted to do. So actually it was really, I spent a lot of time questioning and wondering, and I kind of remember this. The step one is listen to yourself. What do you really want? Listen to yourself. I knew I wanted to do lifestyle, but first I thought I should do politics because that was the intellectual thing to do. And then I did business and I thought, well, this is it, right? And I always felt inferior because I didn't understand the stock market even though I covered it. Uh, I didn't, couldn't read a balance sheet. So listen to yourself. Um, secondly, do the hard work. But finally, you know what's gonna make you a success? And it's advice my grandfather gave me. I remember I got the job with India Today and I went to their house, he was, he was a decorated uh, soldier. He was, you know, Lieutenant General Aurora of the Bangladesh War. He was a member of the parliament at that time. So I went to his house and I said, oh, I've got this job with India today. And my grandmother immediately went to feed me something. And he sat me down and he told me, he said, from here on, your life is different now. I said, why? I'm just an intern. He says, your life will be conducted by different rules of integrity and live it that way if you want to be successful or you want to be happy with yourself. And that's why I said, listen, because if you listen to yourself, that's where you'll find your success. For me, my key thing is integrity. I have had to have been honest and I've had to hear, what am I saying? What am I putting out? How am I living my life? Listen to yourself and integrity. You won't be able to sleep at night if you're not honest with yourself. Yeah. And I know it's really weird advice. It's not cool advice that young people want to hear, but it's very old fashioned. I hear him when I say, tell you this story. It helps you go from thing to thing because integrity allows you to make the right choices. Yeah. And it allows you to sleep at night, gives you a clear head the next morning. I ask a lot of people this question and often there's a lot of advice, great advice. I'm not saying none of it is, but I think I haven't heard integrity come up that often because it's of course considered like it should be a part, it's understood that, but the fact, the way you share it with the story that with what your grandfather shared, uh, it really stands out for me. So before I let you go, I know earlier we spoke about women supporting women. Uh, that's something that's very meaningful to you. You, would you like to share a little bit more about your you know, I just think that so one of the reasons I love fashion magazines even now is that they're actually a safe space for women. Mm -hmm. They're a space that actually address women and their concerns as the prime objective. Yeah. And I've said this before, no news magazine tells you news from a woman's point of view. They tell it from a man's point of view. And how dare we live in a world where 50% of the population is ignored when you're giving us news. Women's magazines have always been, and at Elle, the founder actually said, it's about your time to yourself. And Elle France is weekly and it's very political. They've put women just after plastic surgery on the cover. They smuggled a woman out from Afghanistan during the Taliban for the Women's Congress in Belgium. And they put her, a woman in a burqa on the cover. 
it's the personal is political. And I think women's magazines, fashion magazines, address fashion intelligently as our visual communication, as economics, as politics. They talk about wellness and beauty because red lipstick, you and I know, not only empowers us, but tells the world, listen to me, I'm worthy. You need to listen to me. Red nail polish, look at my hands. They hold the power, right? We are enhanced in fashion magazines. Regular news diminishes us. And so that's why I have always been about women support women. This is what I do every single day. I've, I've done it for two decades, right? And so it's really important to me because I think women, if we're kind to each other, will in turn allow us to be kind to ourselves. And I think the harshest critics of women are us. If I was to ask you, Savita, how your friends see you and how you see yourselves, your friends will see you as fabulous. You will look in the mirror and find five flaws and five things you feel you haven't succeeded at, even though you are a success coach, yeah. right? Instead, if you saw yourself through the eyes of your women friends, you would hold yourself up. You'd be nicer. It's our job to support each other because we're in turn supporting ourselves. So I really think it's it's the only way forward. And I keep writing it in this hashtag and I promote women entrepreneurs and I support women in many little ways. In the little ways we can do it, we can't, actually we can change the world if we support each other. Yeah, yeah. Like you're here today on this podcast talking to me. And but you reached out to me in such an elegant manner. Um, and I don't say no to people. I say yes. I, I actually say yes to everybody. Yeah, and then I saw your body of work, which was so impressive. So I said, I'm going to learn from you. That's very kind. Thank you so very much. It's been such a brilliant, intuitive and insightful interview. Uh, it's rare for me. Oh, okay. Thank you. You, uh, you made my day, my week, my year. And uh, for me, that's really, uh, I appreciate this so much that you made the time. And I think th these are the messages that a lot of people need to hear. And on the podcast as well, we are trying to have as many women come and listen to the podcast, not just entrepreneurs, but anybody. You can be a creator. You can be, you know, just a homemaker, uh, you know, running your house and you can listen to the podcast and, you know, and you'd be like, yeah, I resonate with that. Or I learned something today that I can take away and apply to my own life. So thank you so very much. I'm going to let you go now because uh, I would like to hang on and speak more to you. But uh, I know that time is short and I already have taken a lot of your time. So thank you so very much for being here today. It's been a privilege to speak to you and we are going to spend more time but yeah. not for the podcast. We're going to get to know each other personally. For sure. Thank you so much. Thank you and take care. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.